It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Pittsburgh Steelers sideline. Hey, watch out, big guy. It's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was pretty good. The Cowboys won, so you can't complain too, too much. What about you, Sherpa? Oh, other people were busy eating turkey. I was um, busy eating crow. I think I went 0 for 3 in my uh, forecast for the Thanksgiving Day games. I mean, the, the only one that was obviously not close was the Detroit-Green Bay game. I just thought Green Bay would be able to muster some offense against that Detroit defense, but I was wrong about that. The other two games were pretty close, and I guess in theory could have gone either way. But, uh, yeah, yeah that Green Bay-Detroit game, that was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, that I, I didn't expect it to be quite so bad. <laughs> quite so painful, Um, but, you know, I guess every now and then you got to have one of those games, and Detroit was due to win on Thanksgiving. I just didn't really think it would be like that. Well, you see, that's the thing. I mean, people say, oh, they've lost, you know, 10 of 11 games on Thanksgiving or whatever it was, but, you know, the teams turn over within a couple of years, and that's just the strange coincidence rather than a, a pattern. I mean, yes, Matthew Stafford's been there for five years now and and all mm-hmm. and Calvin Johnson's been there for six or seven years, but you know, that's for the most part that's just a coincidence. You know, Reggie Bush certainly hasn't been there for all of that. The the defense hasn't been there for all of that. It's just a coincidence. Yeah, it's just it was it was a weird game. Although I guess we kind of always get a weird one on Thanksgiving. Those Thursday games. Not a fan. Yeah, well at least two of the three were interesting slash close. I guess the the Detroit Green Bay game was interesting if you're a Detroit fan or just get tired of seeing them lose all the time. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, if you were looking for a close competitive game, that certainly wasn't it. No. No, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> so so what do you think? Uh, your Cowboys and the Eagles are, are still uh, keeping pace with each other in the East. Is it all going to come down to that, that one game or no? I think it might. Really, at this point, I just looking at the schedule the rest of the way, they're pretty evenly matched. It just, I don't know. I, there's, this division always has weird stuff happen in it, and obviously as a Cowboys fan, I'm used to being 500. I'm not used to ever actually winning anything here. But I think it's going to come down – to that very last week of the la- of the last game of the season where the Eagles and Cowboys are going to play each other. And I- ideally, that's what you want to have happen. That's what the league wants to have happen. It's just a matter of, you know, do either of these teams, are they really going to do anything once they get to the playoffs? Well, probably not. But, you know, stranger things have happened. So we'll see. But, yeah. So speaking of strange things, how do people get in touch with us if they want to? <laughs> well, there are a number so of ways. That was a forced segue, but uh, definitely not uh, The easiest way, of course, is to call us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. And, of course, we will be here from 930 until 1030 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. And you can always find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. And you can find uh, myself at JKIM16 and the Sherpa at Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And you can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. That's the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. You can always find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. Uh, the chat room on Blog Talk Radio, and, of course, all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. There's always great stuff on the blog there, so be sure to check it out. So what did you think Mike Tomlin did that? Uh, was that on purpose or just accidental, or what do you think? I think it was accidentally on purpose. <laughs> I think I think it may have started out as an accident, and then when he saw where 
Jacoby Jones was. Uh, he may just not have moved out of the way very quickly on purpose. I, yeah. I don't know if it's I, – I think the fine was more to make an example of him than anything else. If Say if, if Jacoby had run into him and gotten hurt, then maybe this becomes a bigger deal. But if I'm the Ravens, I'm not happy about it, especially if it comes down to tiebreakers in that division, which I guess it could. I don't think it will, but it could. And uh, Well, they the won the game, is, so I guess in theory it didn't – Matter, well, one of the tiebreakers is points scored, and, and three points is different than seven, and everyone yeah, to get all upset about it. But realistically, I don't think it's going to affect anything other than it's just going to make this rivalry a little more cranky than it already was. So well, the NFL <laughs> is talking about even potentially taking draft picks or wave from the or or downgrading the the draft picks for the Steelers, which I think would be a complete overreaction. But yeah, I think that's that's a little much. But yeah. you know. I mean, where do you draw the line? Do you, do you start you know, taking draft picks away from people that badmouth officials or, or what do you do? That's just Right, and it's it seems like they're taking something that happened on the field that didn't actually hurt anybody more seriously than they do a lot of these off the field issues that players are having and it seems kind of silly. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my take on it too. So, so any any teams strike you this weekend as, as being um, particularly on the upswing or the downswing? Well, I think Detroit for sure, which we mentioned before. <laughs> um, we'll see if I, they can keep that up, but yeah, I don't know if they can. I was also I was surprised Minnesota was able to pull that that sort of rabbit out of their hat and come back against the Bears. I just yeah yeah I, but I wasn't expecting that and then of course New Orleans just yeah they tanked <laughs> yeah that was that was a rough one yeah that's yeah you really don't know I mean is Seattle that much better than like, all the like, other what teams do you even in the league say about that? people are doubt. people are saying like oh did they find the blueprint to beating the Saints I don't know I think I think it was just the perfect storm of of bad events for New Orleans I don't know if necessarily now there's a blueprint on how to beat them. I think they might have just had a bad day. I don't yeah. know. If, I just I I don't believe Seattle's that much better than New Orleans. I don't even know if I believe Seattle is better than New Orleans on that day they well, were, but I don't know if, if it happened again. I think if again, they played each know. other 10 times, I think Seattle probably went 7 or 8 times, but really? I think they're clearly the the best team in the NFC now, but you know there are a couple of other teams namely San Francisco looking better now, and also Carolina that could give them a run for their money, but we'll see. I mean, San Francisco hosts them this week, so we'll get a pretty good indication there, and Carolina is going to be playing New Orleans, so we've got pretty much the the teams that I think are the four best teams in the NFC right now Mm -hmm. playing each other this weekend, so that should make for a couple of interesting games. I think we have a lot of interesting games. Well, a lot of, of evenly matched games this week. I don't know how interesting they all will be, but I think there's a fair amount of, of competitive games this week. I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we launch right into them? This first game I don't think is going to be very competitive. We've got Houston at Jacksonville. <laughs> and I don't know, I just... Jacksonville, yeah, they're playing better. They've won a few games, but I just still think Houston is a much more talented team than they are. I think Houston wipes the field with them, and hopefully no security guards get fired after the game for getting their <laughs> pictures taken with uh, any of the players. But uh, I like Houston to win this pretty easily. I'll say Houston 34, Jacksonville 10. I, I like it more a 10-point win for Houston. I, I, I just I still don't understand how Houston can – be as bad as they are for how much talent they have, and I think we're going to hopefully see that come together a little bit more this week. Jacksonville's just not going to slow them down. Uh, I think you can safely start a fair amount of the the Houston players, even though it is a Thursday night game. I like Case Keenum. I like Ben Tate. Uh, I definitely like Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins. I'm even going to start tight end Garrett Graham and the defense. Not going to start the kicker, uh, but I do think there'll be a, a good amount of points to go around on Thursday night for Houston. For Jacksonville, I might start tight end Mercedes Lewis, but that's about it. Running back Maurice Jones-Drew, 
flex option, wide receivers, A. Sanders and Cecil Shorts are flex options for me. Quarterback Chad Henney, I wouldn't start against Houston's pass defense. And kicker Josh Scobie in the defense, I wouldn't start either. Like I said, I don't think they score more than 10 points in this. So, I mean, they scored 32 points last week against a pretty good Cleveland defense, but I'm just I'm not a believer yet. So we'll see what happens, but uh, I don't think this is going to be pretty. Yeah, I just it's it's going to be a rough Thursday night game. This is not exactly must see TV. No. So why don't we move on to the Sunday games? And first game up Sunday, it's the battle of Matt Burke's two former teams. We've got Minnesota at Baltimore. Uh, this is a pretty evenly matched game, I think. You know, Baltimore, at least on paper, look they should be the more talented of these two teams, but. Again, as we've discussed ad nauseum in previous weeks, they just haven't put it all together this season, especially on offense, and they're running out of time. Yeah, technically they have um, a good shot now at a wild card spot after beating Pittsburgh last week, but I'm just still not very impressed. I think they have just enough to um, win this. Minnesota, they're still a mess. It sounds like Matt Castle is going to be the quarterback this week, but mm-hmm. you know, in reality, unless Adrian Peterson runs for 350 yards, which would be an NFL record by almost 80 yards, then I don't think they're winning this game. I'll say uh, Baltimore takes it. I'll give them the game by the score of uh, Baltimore 24, Minnesota 20. I'm taking Minnesota 24, Baltimore 21. Going for a little bit of an upset here. Uh, granted, Minnesota is a mess. I will, I will give you that. Baltimore, not all that much more together, though. I, I feel like Minnesota's kind of scrappy right now. They, they got a big win against a rival last week. Uh, they did an overtime. Now they're going to take that momentum into Baltimore, and I think they're going to find a way to win this game. I don't, I'm not entirely sure how, but I think it's going to happen. <laughs> maybe they'll have Cordero Patterson run the ball 50 times. Maybe. Maybe just have special teams go bananas on Baltimore. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I just uh, get I confused do, when they have Peterson and Patterson in the backfield. It, it's there. almost That's not just, fair. It's almost not fair. It's like Tampa yeah. Bay with Mike James after Michael James. It's just you can't do that. You need some kind of grace period there. Um, But for Minnesota, I think Matt Castle, probably safer to start him as your second quarterback, not your sole quarterback. Obviously, I'm going to start Adrian Peterson. I like Greg Jennings and Jerome Simpson. Cordell Patterson, more of a flex option for me. Uh, But I'm staying away from the kicker. Also staying away from the defense. I I think you have better defensive matchups, even though this isn't going to be a super high-scoring game. From what I've heard, uh, Matt Castle doesn't have much soul. Hmm? From what I've heard, Matt Castle doesn't have much soul. You said you'd start him. You wouldn't start him as your sole quarterback. Well, I'm not in my sole A little fourth and inches humor there, very little. But uh, <laughs> let's keep moving on then. So for Baltimore, I would start quarterback Joe Flacco, wide receiver Torrey Smith in the defense. Uh, flex option, running back Ray Rice, wide receiver Jacoby Jones. Tight ends Dallas Clark and Dennis Pitta, kicker Justin Tucker. I would not start running back Bernard Pierce, wide receivers Marlon Brown and Tandon Daw. So, yeah, should be this should be an interesting game. Let's hope that there are a lot of them. It, here's something I was. This is a little bit of a tangent, but is it just me? I haven't studied this yet, but it would be pretty easy to do. So I've just been lazy. But it seems to me <laughs> overall scoring is down a little bit this year. Does that seem it right to you? It feels like it think? is. No, I, I I can agree with that. I don't know if it's actually true or not, but it certainly feels like we're getting a lot more low-scoring games and not just in the Someone I North. said that to the other day said no, that they thought it was higher because of the you know, defenses being somewhat hamstrung by the whole you know, concussion thing and you know, forcing players to hit lower and all. But I just, for me, it just seems like there are a lot of teams that have been totally discombobulated either because of quarterback changes or rookie quarterbacks mm-hmm. or injuries to keep players all season. Yeah. And, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, we've had a few games like the Dallas-Denver shootout, the mm-hmm. 52-49 game, but, you know, those have been few and far between. It felt like between. the last couple years we had one of those every week, not once a season, you know? 
All right. Well, my, my pledge to you, Fourth and Inches listeners, is sometime between now and the end of the season, I'll actually take a look at uh, the score. Or if you've already looked at that yourself and want to call in and let us know uh, which way okay. you know, things are going, you know, we'd, we'd welcome your call too. But uh, let us know what you think. So next game up is Atlanta and Green Bay. Talk about two teams that we thought were going to be competing for NFC Championship at the beginning of the season and uh, don't want to be doing that uh, anytime soon again, certainly not this year. Well, I think Atlanta got mathematically eliminated, eliminated from the playoffs this weekend, so they're certainly not doing it. No, they're not doing it, but I mean, Green Bay... I don't think they are either. <laughs> unless they get Aaron Rodgers back and he just you know puts them on his back and starts throwing for 500 yards a week, I just really don't see it there either. I, I still think somehow Detroit gets their act together and wins that division, and if not, Chicago would be my second choice. I, I just not impressed by Green Bay, Suns, uh, Aaron Rodgers, but I still think Green Bay, they're at home. I think they find a way to win this game. I'll take them by a touchdown. I'll say Green Bay 31, Atlanta 24. I'm not sure how Green Bay is going to manage to score 31 points after watching that Thanksgiving Day debacle. But then again, Atlanta's defense isn't exactly setting the world on fire this season. So I'll give it to Green Bay by a touchdown. I agree with you, even on the score. I just... I Green Bay's got the long week. I don't think they can possibly look as bad as they did. And Atlanta isn't exactly Detroit. So I, I think... I would like to see Aaron Rodgers play in this game. We don't know yet if he's going to. Uh, if he does, that certainly changes some things. But I still think Green Bay is going to win this. But I do think he can start some guys on Atlanta. I think Matt Ryan's got a better matchup this week than he has in the last few. I like Steven Jackson, who sort of broke out a little bit. Roddy White and Harry Douglas are both okay starts for me. And also tight end Tony Gonzalez. I don't want to start the defense, especially if Aaron Rodgers is playing. And I don't want to start the kicker. Yeah, um, as you like to say, welcome to the season, Stephen Jackson and Roddy White. Those five guys both woke up right? in a big way <laughs> last week. Just in last time weekend. for your playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and, and meanwhile, Harry Douglas continues to impress. And most of us thought he wasn't anything more than I think he's doing it to spite you. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> well, could be, but I, I think most people, if you looked at him before the season, would say he's he might be worth a bench spot on your roster just because he's the third wide receiver mm-hmm. on a team that figures to throw for you know, 4,700 to 5,000 yards. But you know, he's yeah. really definitely he's really picked up the slack uh, this year with uh, Julio Jones going out after four or five weeks and Roddy White mm-hmm. being missing in action for most of the season. But yeah, who knows? Maybe they have uh, something to build on for next season there. But yeah. For Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, if he does start, which I would bet he doesn't, but if he does, you definitely start him. Running back Eddie Lacy, wide receivers James Jones, Jordy Nelson, and Jared Boykin, kicker Mason Crosby, those guys are all good starts for me. The um, quarterback Flynn is more of a second quarterback for me. If he starts, defense is okay to start. Stay away from tight end Anthony Corliss. Okay. Sounds, sounds like a plan. All right, so now here here comes another game that should be competitive. Kansas City, they lost their third straight last week, falling on hard times. If there's ever a team that could help them get out of the skid, it's Washington. But then again, we said the same thing about San Diego the week after they lost to Denver for the first time. Jenna, I'm just not convinced that they're going to get their act together here. I think they come up short again in this game. Washington certainly didn't look impressive against the Giants, but no. Kansas City's defense is, is is really being held together by uh, you know, scotch tape and chewing gum at this point. I think Washington <laughs> finds a way to win this, and I'll say Washington 27, Kansas City 24, and I know you're going to disagree with me on this game. I just, I just can't in good conscience pick Washington to beat Kansas City this week as much as those paper, paper clips and scotch tape and chewing gum are holding together that defense. I, I still, with as abysmal as Washington's special teams are and the fact that they just look dysfunctional at times, like just not good, uh, I, I, can't, I can't see that. I it wouldn't be the biggest surprise in the world, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to take Kansas City. I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game, especially of, of these morning games. I'll take them by four points, 
but I can't I can't do Washington winning this game. I think you're crazy. I still love how you call <laughs> these morning games. Yeah, well. <laughs> Even though you live, maybe it's, I know it's I morning live on the on, West Coast. I live on the East right. Coast now, but I was born on the West Coast. I think that's where it comes from. Were you but really? Where, where were you born? In L.A. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, learn so something new every day. learn something new every day. Even four years into the show, we're learning new things. <laughs> born in a town that used to have two football teams and now has none. Now has none. That's why I had to, that's why I had to leave. Little known fact. Oh. <laughs> I bet you left while they still had a team, though. It was a while ago, but um, actually, I take that back. They haven't had a team since 1995, I think, was the first season that the Raiders moved back. So that's been 18 years now. So no, I was you were out of there. You were there. You're you're older than 18, barely. I am older than 18. <laughs> but uh, for Kansas City, before we get too far off track. <laughs> Uh, I like Alex Smith. I I love Jamal Charles here. Definitely going to start Dwayne Bowe. You should probably write this date down. This is, almost never happens. But I am going to tell you that you can, in fact, start tight end Anthony Fasano this week. <sighs> Soak it in. Uh, also start kicker Ryan Suckup. Don't start the defense, though. <laughs> Did you hear the other uh, Kansas City tight end news? What was that? Well, former Kansas City tight end news. Uh, Tony Moyaki signed with the Bills today, so we'll get to see if he has anything left after that shoulder injury that he had in preseason that led the Chiefs to. You're not you're not up on your former Chiefs tight end. I I can't say that I I got the uh, the Google alert on that one. <laughs> no, no, I had somebody call like me out of work though. today to tell me that. As it should be. People should be alerting other people about Tony Moyaki. That's how the world should be run. You 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 jest, but uh, you just <laughs> wait and see there. So for um, Washington, I would start RG3. I'd start uh, running back Alfred Morris. Wide receiver Pierre Garçon had a nice game last week. Start him. Tight end Logan Paulson had a nice game last week, but I wouldn't start him this week. Actually, I, I'd say he's a flex option. Kicker Kai Forbath, okay to start. Defense, okay to start. I would not start running back Roy Alou. Wide receiver Santonio. Oh, I did it again. Santana Moss, Josh Morgan, Leonard Hankerson, or tight end Fred Davis. It's never going to happen. You're never going to kick it. Yeah, it's like Charlie Brown in the football. You're never going to kick it. It really is. I don't know what that is. There's got to be some name for that, but... Anyway, some kind, of, some kind of San Antonio syndrome. <laughs> well, well, the Jets are at home this week, so I have a chance to redeem myself, but it's already too late. All right. Oh man, we should move on. We should. So here's here's another clash of the Titans: um, Buffalo at Tampa Bay. Tony uh, Moyaki's new home. <laughs> Tony, the, the new home of Tony Moyaki. And it's not not uh, clear whether he's going to play this week. And even if he did, it's pretty probably unlikely he would unseat Scott Chandler. You probably shouldn't go benching Scott Chandler for Tony Moliaki, at least not till next it's week. A little but aggressive, even for the Sherpa. That's a little aggressive. A <laughs> little bit aggressive, but uh, anyway, in terms of the game itself, yeah, Tampa has been looking better recently. Buffalo has been fits and starts all season, but. I think Buffalo will win this game pretty easily. I like them. I'll say Buffalo 24, Tampa 13. I, I think maybe Tampa will score a few more points, but Buffalo is still going to win this game. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be EJ Manuel that wins the game for him. I like him more as a second quarterback option. I am cool with starting C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson, though. Definitely going to start tight end Scott Chandler, not Tony Moyaki. I'm going to start the defense, and I like Stevie Johnson more as a flex option. I think this is going to be more of a ground game against Tampa Bay. Huh. Tony Moyaki. <laughs> All right, for Tampa, running back Bobby Rainey had a lot of carries, not many yards last week. Somebody uh, tweeted me Sunday morning and said, who do I start, uh, Bobby Rainey or Ben Tate? And I said, oh, you definitely want to start Bobby Rainey this week. Uh, that didn't work out so well. But mm-hmm. um, but. I, I will go to the well again this week with Bobby Rainey and uh, wide receiver Vincent Jackson, um, wide receiver Taekwon Underwood, and 
flex option on him. Tight end Tennessee Wright looked good for a few weeks, now starting to come back to earth. I still think he's a decent flex option if you're in a deeper league. Start the defense. I would bench uh, quarterback Mike Lennon and kicker Ryan Lindell this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think there's much going on there. Maybe they should have signed Tony Moliaki. Maybe they should have. I bet they're kicking themselves now. Well, they will be Sunday after that game. You, you write it down. If Tony Moliaki gets on the field, he's going to find down. the end zone. Mark it down. All right. That will give us something to talk about next week. So right. Miami at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is at home. Hopefully they'll, their uh, get-back coach will be more on the job this week on you know, with it this week than he was for the Thanksgiving game. But anyway, don't think all that matters. I, I think this is going to be a close game. I'll say Pittsburgh pulls it out at home. I'll say Pittsburgh 20, Miami 17, and brace yourself for the negative feedback in three, two, one, go Janet. <laughs> I think Miami needs to turn things around at some point, and I think this might be the week. Just because Granted, they need to turn I... things around, Pittsburgh needs to turn <laughs> things around too, and they can't both win. No, they can't both win. But I think this might be Miami's week. I just, I, I just think that it's going to happen. Although I do think this is going to be kind of a back-and-forth game, not super high scoring. I agree in theory with where your score's at. I just like your the team's reversed. Um, Ryan Tannehill minor more second <laughs> minor details. Ryan Tannehill I like more as a second quarterback option. I'm gonna get nuts and start Lamar Miller this week. I, it feels crazy. I'm starting Lamar I Miller. Agree I'm with starting the first Anthony part of that I don't agree with the second part of that <laughs> Definitely starting Mike Wallace and Brian Hartline, and I'm gonna start the defense because, like I said, not gonna be very high scoring. So do you think Mike Wallace is really gonna go off in his return there, or do you think Pittsburgh holds him in check? I, I think he's going to catch at least one or two deep passes, and it's going to be worth your while to at least start him in a flex option, if not at wide receiver. For Pittsburgh, I like quarterback Ben Roethlisberger this week, running back Van Bell, wide receivers Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. I like the defense. Wide receiver Jericho Cotri is a flex option for me. Tight end Heath Miller, okay. Kicker Sean Sweeson, I would not start because I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game, although I do think Pittsburgh pulls it out. All right. Well, this is one I'm sure we'll be uh, be coming back to next week. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> It'll you, you won't want to come back to it. It'll be too shameful. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. Okay. So now why don't we go to another game, which I'm pretty sure we're going to disagree on. Detroit at Philadelphia. Philadelphia finally seems able to win games at home. Detroit finally seems able to win games, period. Again, I think this will be a high-scoring game. I think it will be the highest-scoring game of the weekend. I also think it will be a close game. But in the end, I'll give this game to Philadelphia based on being at home. I'll say Philadelphia wins this by a score 37-35 to 35 and gets their third straight home victory. I actually don't disagree with you here. This is It's a weird week, but I, I'm going to pick Philadelphia to win. I agree with you. This is going to be one of the highest scoring games of the uh, the early games, if you will. And I just I like what Nick Foles is doing. I like LaShawn McCoy a lot in Philly. Uh, but with Detroit, there's still a lot of fantasy value here, even though they're not going to win this game. I think you can still start Matt Stafford as even your only quarterback. Definitely start Reggie Bush and Joyce Bell. Uh, Calvin Johnson's a must-start for me. I even like Chris Durham. And I'm going to start kicker David Akers returning home to Philadelphia. That's right. That is a reunion or or a homecoming Mm -hmm. for him. I'm not sure who will get booed more, though, Mike Wallace or David Akers. Which do you think? Uh, I'm guessing David Akers. (laughs) I would have guessed Wallace, but we'll see. Mike Collins helped I mean, them win some Super Bowls, but David Akers, Philly will boo anybody. Yeah, I don't know about that. They're, they're certainly not Akers. booing Zach Ertz right now, but no, uh, or Nick Foles or a bunch of other guys on the team. So uh, Nick Foles, definitely start him. Running back with Sean McCoy, start him, and 
as an aside, he may be right about uh, Noshan Moreno again. Wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and Riley Cooper definitely start. Kicker Alex Henry start. Wide receiver Jason Avant flex option. Tight end Zach Ertz and Brent Selleck are more flex options for me. And I would sit the defense because I don't think either defense in this game no. is a good start. No, definitely not. Pretty much any other defense is going to be a better start. All right, on to Indianapolis at Cincinnati. Now, I saw, I forget where I read this today, but I saw somebody refer to Andrew Luck as an elite quarterback. And, yes, I know he's got a lot of fourth-quarter comeback wins, but he's, he's, he's not elite. It's, and he's, it's a little much, a little yeah. early. Uh, yeah, he's, his completion percentage still not wowing anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I really don't see a lot of progress between last year and this year. His team wins games, which is the bottom line, and I suppose yeah. that's good enough. But for for us at Fantasy, we obviously care more, but we have higher goals than just merely winning a Super Bowl. We're trying to win fantasy championships here, and I, I just, I don't think he can be trusted. No, I actually, I. Obviously, I'm a, an Andy Dalton fan, the Ginger Ninja, if you will. Uh, but oh, so I, who do you like to win the game? Actually, I'm going to pick Cincinnati, Cincinnati, 28 to 20. Yeah, I, I can't argue too too much with that. Indy, if they had Reggie Wayne, that I think we're having a very different conversation. But things, the moves they're making, the Trent Richardson deal hasn't worked out for them so much. Uh, I just, I don't think this is their year. They look very discombobulated. But, like you said, Andrew Luck hasn't gotten markedly better. He's got a lot of publicity. He's got a lot of late comebacks. But, hey, maybe if your team's not down so much in the fourth quarter, you wouldn't need to have so many late comebacks. But you know, Yeah, and it's not the defense's fault either. Right? And a couple of those things that have been. But, for the most part, their their offense has just been inept until the, the fourth quarter. Somebody should do that, or at least at their next home game, they should just, when they take the field, they should say fourth quarter on the – scoreboard and see if he goes nuts then and scores like 28 points in the first quarter then. But since they're probably not going to do that for him in Cincinnati, I'm saying only start him as a second quarterback option. I do like Donald Brown, definitely like T.Y. Hilton and tight end Coney Fleener. I'm even going to start kicker Adam Vinatieri because I think he's going to be getting the majority of your scoring points there in Indy, but I think this is going to be uh, a lot of Cincinnati and not a lot of Andrew Luck in the Indy offense here. I agree. Cincinnati, I would start quarterback Andrew Dalton. Excuse me, Andy Dalton. I don't know why I called him Andrew. San Antonio Dalton. No, I didn't call him that. (laughs) Running back, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. I I have to admit I was wrong about him. I said that he was, a few weeks ago, I said he was done as a fantasy option. I I think I also said that about Steven Jackson and both of them, obviously, listeners to the fourth and inches show. Obviously, avid listeners. Taking that as motivation, avid listeners. and bulletin board uh, material from gotten Gotten some kind of motivation out of that because they both started performing at a higher level again. Running backs, Ben Jarvis Green, Ellis, and Giovanni Bernard are decent starts. Uh, Wide receiver, A.J. Green, good start. Defense, good. Tight end, Jermaine Gresham and Tyler Eifert. Those guys are both more flex options for me. Kicker Mike Nugent is good. Wide receivers Marvin Jones and Mohamed Sanu, I would not start either of them. Remember that one week when Marvin Jones caught all those touchdown passes and we were saying, oh, you know, what's, yeah. what's going to become of him for the rest of the season? Is he really a, Nothing. a, Nothing a star now or was that just a fluke? <laughs> and as it turns out, it was just a fluke. He, I guess he got the, the Daryl Young award for wide receivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although Daryl Young did have another uh, uh, touchdown a few weeks ago. but his, Maybe, but, maybe uh, uh, he's going to get another one. You never know. No, not even against Kansas City. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. We're running a little behind already. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. So next game up, Cleveland at New England. Probably the most interesting question in this um, game is who who on earth is going to start a quarterback for Cleveland? Is it going to be you? It may as well be at this point. They've got two concussed quarterbacks in Jason Campbell and Brandon Whedon. They just Mm -hmm. signed Alex T. 
Kenny, they just signed Caleb Haney. Caleb Haney, yeah. It's it's really a mess there. That's uh, I I don't know. I, I but the thing is, whoever it is at quarterback has Josh Gordon to throw to, and he's arguably exactly. one of the top you know three or four receivers in all of football right now. And yeah, you know, I, I think Cleveland will figure out a way to score some points and still mm-hmm. have a good defense. Their, their effort against Jacksonville last week, notwithstanding. Well, I mean, it's not like New England's got the scariest defense in the world either. No, but their offense is starting to click a little yeah. bit more again. So uh, I think ultimately they'll win the game at home in December. They have a, a pretty good track record. And somehow that team is 9-3 and three and hasn't lost yet at home. And I, I think they'll continue that streak. And I'll pick New England to win this 28th. 21, although depending on who starts at quarterback for Cleveland, my guess is it'll be Whedon, but we'll see. But uh, depending on who starts Nobody's for Cleveland, that, that 21 points could be uh, seriously overstated. I, I think I would like to see Caleb Caney come in and just like throw for a million yards, just go absolutely bananas and just shock the world. I think that would be significantly more interesting for this game. <laughs> Significantly uh, more interesting and significantly less likely to happen, but go ahead. True, true. <laughs> uh, as of today, Jason Campbell and Brandon Whedon had not been cleared to even practice yet, so that's not a great sign. Um, but you, They should you go and sign. They should trade for Josh Cribbs, bring him back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Jets, I'm surprised the Jets haven't named him their starter for this week. Yet, I mean, but, it's uh, still... It's Still early. That could still happen. We'll put it in. Maybe the they should take box. the uh, high draft pick that they got for Trent Richardson and trade it to the Jets for uh, Josh Cripps. <laughs> Straight swap. Not terrible. Not a terrible idea. That would be that would be a fun way to play this game. But regardless of who plays quarterback, New England's still going to win the game. I agree with you. It's going to be somewhere in the twenty twenty one point range. Anything more than that would just be a little wild. Uh, but I would say probably say no to whoever starts at quarterback here unless you're very desperate. Uh, granted, they are going to put some points up, but you're not going to know until late in the week. If you can afford to wait, take your chances. It's up to you. might not be a bad second quarterback option, whoever it is, but tread lightly. I do like Chris Ogbenaya. They're going to have to run the ball. <laughs> Obviously start wide receiver Josh Gordon. They actually scored like a rushing to- touchdown last week. That was nice to see. That was something new. That was the second one of the season, yeah. Yeah, that almost never happens. (laughs) No, especially now that they traded Trent Richardson. Yeah, and uh, definitely do start tight end Jordan Cameron as well because whoever is going to play quarterback is going to need to throw to someone quick because especially if they're concussed, they might not be seeing straight. Good point. Mm -hmm. It's a factor. So for New England – I would start quarterback Tom Brady, wide receivers Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman, tight end Rob Gronkowski, start the defense. Running back Stephen Ridley, more of a flex option for me, kicker Stephen Gostkowski, okay. I would not start any of the other New England running backs, so no Garrett Blunt, Brandon Boldner, or Shane Vereen, and no wide receivers Kendall Tompkins or Aaron Dobson. And just in case you haven't heard yet, you don't want to start Aaron Hernandez this week either. Probably a good call to leave him on your bench. Probably would be a better call to not have him on your bench, but, you know, just a thought. I I don't think he's allowed to make calls at this point. (laughs) Well, you never know. Maybe he'll be calling into the show next. Yeah, well, I I guess he's probably wearing the same color jersey right now as Tampa Bay used to wear back in the 70s, but I'm guessing they're not letting him watch much TV either. No, no. Oh, well. Oh, well. So Oakland at New York. Oakland, it seems every year there's some team that ends up playing both at, uh, playing both the Jets and the Giants on the road. And this year it's Oakland. A few years ago it was the Cowboys. I forget who it was last year. But uh, anyway, this week, Oakland is returning to the Meadowlands. They lost there to the Giants a few weeks ago. This time I think they're going to pull it out. Both of these teams are going nowhere fast, but Oakland slightly better plan right now. Matt McGloin, 
I know you're not that impressed with him, but they do seem to be at least somewhat competitive with him under center. And I think they'll win this, I'll say, Oakland 24, New York 17. Listen, I can admit that I was wrong about Matt McGloin as an NFL quarterback. He was not my favorite college quarterback by any means, but this offense does look better with him under center than it did with Terrell Pryor. I think this I think this is going to work for them. I didn't expect it to, but at least it's working for the time being and I think it's going to they're going to pull out a win here against the Jets. The Jets just they're struggling. I think to they're not going to win another game this season. I it would shock me if they did, but who knows? We're going to see some some pretty epic Rex Ryan press conferences from here on out, I would imagine, and that may start this week. Uh, as much as like I like Matt McGloin as the Oakland quarterback, I think he's more a second quarterback option because this is not going to be a high-scoring game. I do like Rashad Jennings, and if Denarius Moore plays, which it looks like he may not, if he does play, I would start him. Otherwise, definitely don't start him. I would say really any of the wide receivers more flex options than anything else. I do like kicker Sebastian Janikowski, though. For the Jets, the only guys that I would even consider starting are running back Chris Ivory and tight end Kellen Winslow, who's starting to show some signs of life. Running back Will Powell, flex option at best. Wide receiver Santonio Holmes, whose name I pronounced correctly. Uh Thank you very much. I think Jeremy Curley, if he's healthy enough, I say they're flex options. Defense, okay, just because I don't think Oakland scores a lot. Quarterback, Geno Smith, he'd I say it, but he's he's not someone you want starting, especially if you're in a fantasy league playoff. Wide receiver, David Nelson, showed some signs of life again last week, but I'm not Mm -hmm. starting him this week. Kicker Nick Bull, don't start him either. I kind of hope David Nelson can keep it going, but I think that's more a wait and see. You just like him because of the Dallas cheerleader connection. They aren't dating anymore, though. I thought you said they were engaged. I I thought they were were on their way to be, but apparently they broke up. I looked into this. Okay, well, that's good to know. Back-checking. So, (laughs) all right. So, let's... Let's check some facts on some of the, the later games, or as Jana likes to call them, the afternoon games. The afternoon uh, games. <laughs> first of the afternoon games, the late afternoon games, if you're here on the East Coast, is Tennessee at Denver. And Denver, they're just, I, I don't see how they lose this game. Denver, Tennessee was yeah. looking like they had some semblance of an offense earlier, I mean, a defense earlier in the season, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't see it. I, I think Denver wins this by at least a couple touchdowns. I'll say Denver 35, Tennessee 21. I think the first half of this game might be competitive because Denver will really turn it on in the second half. That's where they make their adjustments. But I think the first half could be fun to watch. Although if you're a Denver fan, the second half is probably going to be more fun for you. But for I think Tennessee, gonna, I think the Denver coaching staff is going to outfox Tennessee. Oh, this I week. see. I see what you did there. <laughs> But, uh, it sounds a little cleverer than out Del Rio, the the other team. Yeah, yeah, it flows a little better out Fox it than out Del Rio it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there is still fantasy value on Tennessee because they're going to be down. They're going to have to throw all day. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like Chris Johnson. I like Kendall Wright, and I like Nate Washington. I definitely don't want to start the defense. Uh, I'm on the fence with the kicker. I just I I don't think there's gonna be enough there for Rob Baronis to be worth a start. But if you're if you're in a pinch, I don't think it's the worst kicker matchup in the world. But I think Tennessee's gonna be putting the air under the ball a lot this this week. For Denver, I like quarterback Peyton Manning. Who doesn't? Wide receivers: Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, and West West Walker. Can you I? I have to admit, I, I should have my Sherpa license revoked. I actually left Eric Decker on the bench in one Ooh. league last week. I mean, I have a pretty good receiver core in that one league, but still, when a guy goes off and scores four touchdowns and you look there and see you know, 48 points on your bench, that, that's feels not like a good It feels like it only happens when they're on the, your bench, though. It feels like that's the only time it ever happens. Yeah, well, I actually did start Marvin Jones for that one game earlier this week, I mean, earlier this used year. Up, when he, you used up all your, uh, your mojo there. I used there. up all my good karma there. there. I, I, yeah. I, so anyway, wide receivers, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, and Wes Welker start all those guys this week. 
kicker Matt Prater, okay, defense, good to start. Running back situation is obviously muddled now. Running back Monte Ball obviously got the lion's share of the work last week, not no Sean Moreno. This week, who knows what's going to happen. My guess is it'll probably be Ball, but I'm not going to be willing to you know, bet anything more than a flex option on either of those guys mm-hmm. this week. Tight end Julius Thomas, if he's healthy enough, he's a decent start. And tight end Jacob Tammy, I would stay away from even if he, even if he's starting this week. All right, let's keep rolling. Next game up, one of the games I'm more interested in this week: Seattle and San Francisco. We alluded to that earlier in this hour about how you know, these are two of the four best teams in the NFC. Some people might not have thought that about San Francisco before last week, and they're definitely too far behind Seattle to really catch them, but I think they would definitely be setting themselves up nicely for the playoffs and make a statement if they can win this game at home, and I think it'll be close, but I don't think they'll do it. I think Seattle's just looked out a little bit too much for San Francisco. It was nice to see Michael Crabtree come back and play an effective Mm -hmm. game against St. Louis, but I think even though I would heartily recommend gobbling him up if he's on your waiver wire this week. I I just don't think San Francisco has quite enough offense to overcome Seattle. I'll pick Seattle to win this. I'll say Seattle 20, San Francisco 17. I think it it might be more 21-14 Seattle, but I, I just I don't know if I believe the San Francisco offense can put up enough against the Seattle defense to really make a difference in this game. I just this this will certainly not be as high scoring as say a Philly Detroit game is going to be. This is going to be much more a defensive battle. I think Russell Wilson's more a second quarterback start. <clears throat> uh, I do like Marshawn Lynch, Doug Baldwin, and Golden Tate, and I am absolutely going to start the defense. Uh, but beyond that, I I mean I don't think they're going to be breaking any sound world records this week like they did last week Seattle, but I think they are going to win the game. So here's a question for you. I had the option this week in one of my leagues to uh-huh. pick up Doug Baldwin and drop Chris Durham. Would you do that or no? Nah, not this week, that's for sure. Oh, I did it, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, I just think Chris Durham's got more more opportunities to score points with his matchup this week than Doug Baldwin may. But he has a better matchup, but he was also concussed. He also left the game last week and Nate Burleson seems to be getting more targets there. So I just, and you know, they like to throw to their backs out of the backfield. So I'm just, I'm not mm-hmm. sure that Chris Durham is going to be a big part of that offense going forward, but we'll see. We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice for Seattle if they get Percy Harvin back, but if he didn't, yeah, yeah it's good they didn't rush him back Monday night when they obviously didn't need him, but uh yeah, they sure didn't. If they if they do get him back, that'll just make a, a good defense, a good offense, that much better. Then so, San Francisco, I like running back Frank Gore, wide receivers Anquan Bolden and Michael Crabtree, tight end Vernon Davis in the defense, quarterback Colin Kaepernick, eh, more of a second quarterback option for me, and kicker Phil Dawson, I would stay away from. Again, I'd be surprised if the winner in this game scores more than 21 points. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's just not gonna be that high scoring. I don't know. It'll be an interesting game, but it's not one you want to watch looking for a shootout. I mean, two teams combined might score fewer points than the loser in the Philadelphia Detroit game. That's that is very possible. <laughs> All right. So moving on, New York Giants of San Diego. Even as a Giants fan, I have to admit the season's over. They're they're not leapfrogging both. Dallas and mm. Philadelphia, and Dallas hasn't lost a game in the conference yet, and Giants already have, I think, three or four losses in the conference, and they're, you know, they're running out of time. So, anyway, sure. my yeah. condolences, Sherpa. Yeah, it's okay. There's, there's always next year, <laughs> but I'll just, I'll live for. Hope, I'm, I'm becoming an Eagles fan now, and hoping that they knock the oh. Cowboys out, but. Oh. Uh, We'll you were see. the worst. So, anyway, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> this game, I I want to see the Giants win, obviously, but I just 
I don't see it. I think San Diego doesn't have much defense, but I don't think it matters so much against New York's offense. I think San Diego has just enough to eke this out. I'll say San Diego 28, New York 21. And by the way, I'm, I'm quite impressed with, uh, with Darius Green. Um, he, he seems to be a real find for San Diego there. And I know yeah. Antonio Gates still has a few breaths left in him fantasy-wise, but uh, Darius Green's going to be a, a big-time tight end fantasy-wise going forward, I think. I agree with you. I like what I've seen from him. Uh, it's The fact that you can even make a statement this early in your career being behind Antonio Gates says something, that's for sure. I, I like watching him play, and it'll be fun to watch how he kind of grows as a player down the line, but... This week, I don't know how much we'll see of him, although I do think – I think San Diego's going to win by 10. I'm sorry to your Giants. I just – they don't look good. <laughs> they don't look good right now. I don't think going to San Diego is going to help their problems any. I think Eli Manning's more a second quarterback option. Uh, Andre Brown I'm okay with starting. Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix I'll start because he's got to throw the ball to somebody, but I just – I don't know what to make of this Giants team. I just don't. I think the Giants' best chance to win is if Tom Coughlin runs over to the referee who's keeping the down markers, (laughs) and whenever it's first down for Washington, if he just switches it quickly to fourth down without the down markers. Yeah, I'm sure nobody will notice that. It's very feasible that could happen. Yeah, I mean, if it worked in the Washington game, why yeah, not keep rolling with it? They're going to keep track of the downs there. Why should they keep track of the downs in this game? Yeah. Seems like a good enough plan. Yeah. I think I'll write them <laughs> and suggest that, or maybe I'll tweet them <laughs> and suggest that. For San Diego, quarterback Philip Rivers, because I'm sure Tom Coughlin is, uh, A, he's an avid listener of the show, and B, that he's on Twitter hey, you don't even need to write to him. He just heard it. I mean, it'll. I'm sure it'll be fine. He'll implement it. Well, I'm not sure if he's listening live, though. He might, he might be downloading the podcast afterwards and by then it might be too late or something (laughs) probably so for san diego i'd start quarterback philip rivers wide receiver keenan allen start the defense running back ryan matthews flex option tight ends antonio gates and ladarius green flex options for me kicker nick novak okay to start stay away from running back danny woodhead and wide receivers vincent brown and Eddie Royal. All right. I can live with it. All right. Here here comes another game where the two teams combined are going to score fewer points than the loser in the Detroit-Philadelphia Ooh. game. St. Louis at Arizona. Arizona, they, they look yeah. like they've got their act together. St. Louis looked a little bit better until they ran up against San Francisco last weekend. Mm-hmm. Arizona still has a good shot at the playoffs as a wild card team. I'll say that they pull this one out at home. I'll say Arizona 17, St. Louis 13. I like it more like 21-17 Arizona. I I have a little more confidence in these teams than you do. Not a ton, but uh, I think the key to this game for St. Louis is going to be tight end Jared Cook. Arizona's terrible at stopping tight ends, and you saw it with Philly. You just run little tight end slants and routes all day, and you'll gain yards. You'll score touchdowns. It works. Uh, pretty much other than that, it's going to be tough for St. Louis. I would say Kellen Clemens is more a second quarterback option. I am going to start uh, Zach Stacy. Absolutely start Jared Cook. Tavon Austin and Chris Givens could more flex options, and I am going to start the defense. Like you said, not a super high-scoring game. You'll be happy to know I picked up Jared Cook in the league this week, and that's going to pay off for you. going to pay dividends. Winslow. I Winslow to pick him up. We'll see how that works. Thank for Arizona, I would start quarterback Carson Palmer, running back Richard Mendenhall, wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald in the defense, wide receiver Michael Floyd, and tight end Rob Hausler, more flex options for me, running back Andre Ellington, no, wide receiver Andre Roberts, no, kicker Jay Feely, no. Yeah, all right. That was a quick one. (laughs) Yeah. So now we get to a game which is infinitely more interesting, New Orleans hosting Carolina. New Orleans didn't look very good. They hadn't looked good their last couple games. They barely 
beat Atlanta in that Thursday night game two weeks ago and this week. So they haven't had a Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon game, as you like to say, in, in three weeks now because they had a Thursday mm-hmm. night game, then the Monday night game, and now they're on Sunday night. But this should be a good game. Uh, I think just because they're at home, they'll they'll find they'll win this. Carolina is a much improved team, but I, I still think that they're not quite there with New Orleans. New Orleans mm-hmm. wins this. It's all the way the the NFC South, and I think that's going to happen. I'll say New Orleans twenty four, Carolina twenty. I think New Orleans 28, Carolina 21. Uh, I, I definitely think the Monday night game is going to be higher scoring than this one, but this is where Carolina's win streak stops. New Orleans is a more complete team, and the Carolina running back situation right now is almost as bad as the Cleveland quarterback situation. Everyone's hurt. <laughs> Everyone's hurt with big injuries. Uh, whoever is can get onto the field, Whoever's taped up enough to even get on the field, I think you can probably start, but I would say look at them more as a flex option. They're not even close to 100%. Uh, I am going to start Cam Newton. I think he's going to be running a fair amount. Definitely starting tight end Greg Olson. the last two weeks. Yeah, because the running backs are basically non-existent. <laughs> he's essentially a running back, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, he yeah. basically is. Not so much a quarterback, much more a running back. Oh, well, he's getting better um, as a pocket passer, but yeah, he's, he's getting better. He's just leading rusher the last couple weeks, I think, so... But I think anyway. you can start him safely either way. Uh, definitely start tight end Greg Olson. I like Steve Smith more as a flex option, uh, and I, I'm staying away from the defense this week. For New Orleans... Start quarterback Drew Brees, start tight end Jimmy Graham, start the defense. Running back Darren Sproles showed signs of life again last week, so I would start him as a flex option this week. Again, wide receivers Marcus Colston, Lance Moore, and Kenny Stills. You just never know from week to week who's going to get the majority of the targets, so I wouldn't Mm -hmm. start any of those guys as more than a flex option. Kicker Garrett Hartley is good to start. Running backs Mark Ingram and Pierre Thomas I'd stay away from. I think they're going to do most of their damage in the air this week. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. But it'll be a good game. It just isn't going to be a shootout. So now we move to our final game of the week. Here we save the the best this for last, be at least in your in your <laughs> eyes. And yeah. Dallas is going to be uh, looking up at the scoreboard. They're going to be half a game behind going into the Monday night game after Philadelphia beats Detroit on Sunday. They're going to say, oh, well, what do we do? We've got to beat Chicago at home. Well, with Chicago at home. I don't think Mm -hmm. they do it. I I, I just, I I don't know. Maybe it's wishful thinking on my part, but I just think even with Jay Cutler not likely to play, I just I think Chicago still finds a way to win this with Josh McCown. I'll pick Chicago 27, Dallas 21. I think it's going to be Dallas 35, Chicago 31. I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game, and I think Dallas is going to be able to come out on top. It's going to take a fourth-quarter effort by Tony Romo, but that's what he's good at. Granted, that might also be a little biased, but... You know, what can you do? <laughs> I am I am going to start Tony Romo. Uh, definitely going to start DeMarco Murray and Des Bryant. I like Jason Winton as well and kicker Dan Bailey. Terrence Williams is more of a flex option for me and stay away from Miles Austin for sure. I, I'm excited for this game and not just because the Cowboys are playing in it. Well, at least you didn't tell people to start Lance Dunbar, so I know there's at least some smidge there is still of some in, in my brain. <laughs> so... For Chicago, I would start quarterback Jay Cutler if he does start running back Matt Forte. Wide receivers Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall start the defense. Quarterback Josh McCown if he starts as a second quarterback. Tight end Martellus Bennett okay to start. Kicker Robbie Gould okay to start. Stay away from wide receiver Earl Bennett. I just want to point out that the Cowboys defense has not been as bad as I thought they were going to be once Sean Lee got hurt. No, but it's still but it not good. They're, they're near the bottom, both <laughs> rushing and pass defense. So it's, I, get I think uh, things are not an unmitigated disaster is damning by faint praise here. Well, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, you take what you can get. <laughs> True. 
but I just don't think you're going to get a victory this week. But we well, can, I'm sure we'll be discussing that next week. I was, I was wrong about Oakland beating them last week, and there's who knows, maybe Chicago will. Well, I wouldn't just, say hopefully, go but I could be wrong again. Go watch the Eagles game and leave me alone. <laughs> I can't root for the Eagles. Who are, who are you kidding? Go root for Tony Mohiaki. Just watch the sidelines for him. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. The, I'm sure that the that uh, they'll have a since the game's at Tampa, it'll be an AFC game, which means that uh, CBS will be broadcasting. I'm sure they'll have a Mohiaki cam. Probably just a camera just for him. I mean, they do it. They do it for hockey. They have those ISO cams just on one player. Like they'll probably yeah, just use that technology. Right. I, I, I would imagine that's what's <laughs> happening there. But on that note, we will be back next week from 9:30 to 10:30 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. And if you want to find us in the meantime, you can of course download old episodes if you miss us on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. And you can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com and find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan, fan page on Facebook. You can also find our personal Twitter accounts at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And you can find us all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Like I said, go check out the blog. It's some great stuff there. Thanks for watching, and have a great week, everybody. Good luck in your playoffs. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.